Hey friends, what's cooking? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Ches, Daf Eight of Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Um, friends, who can tell me what Daf Ches talks about? Daf Ches talks about. We continue talking about Meiser Behema, Machlokas between Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon on the other hand, as we started discussing yesterday at the end of the Daf. Um, we move on to Rosh Hashanah Lishanim, Rosh Hashanah for years. The question is, what does that mean? Um, we discuss Rosh Hashanah for uh, Shemitah, for Yovel, so all sorts of um, very uh, exciting sugyas on today's daf. So, alright, here we go. We're going to start on daf Ches Aleph, two, four, five lines into the page. Rebbe Lozav, Rebbe Shimon Omrim, Bechod Betishrei. That whereas Rebbe Meir says that, ooh, one second, did I put my phone on airplane mode? One sec. Yeah, I did. Alright, so... Um, so Reb Meir says that for that the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behema, sort of the cutoff for when you have to start taking Meiser Behema from the new flock. So Reb Meir says that that is the first of Elul. Reb Shimon and Reb Lazar say that that is the first of Tishrei. Amr Reb Yochanan that both Reb Meir, both parties Keilu, that Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon on the other. They both expound the same verse from Tehillim Shinemar as the Pazuk says, Love Shukari Matzon, that the uh, sheep are adorned in like, I don't know, blankets and stuff. They get pregnant, Lemaisa. Bahamakim Yat Fubar, and the valleys are filled up with grain. Yisro'o Af Yashiru, and they sing. Rameir Savar, so Rameir expounds the verse in the following way. Imasu Love Shukari Matzon, when are the sheep pregnant? Bismanchamakim Yat Fubar, at the time, that the valleys are filled up with grain in, uh, so, and when is that? When are the valleys filled with grain? Ba'adr, in the month of Adr. So, Masabu's Ba'adr, i.e., they get pregnant in Adr. The Yodos Be'av, and then they are pregnant for five months, and they give birth in Av. And then, Rosh Hashanah Shalom in Elul, and then the Rosh Hashanah is in the following month in Elul. Gishmak. Very, very Gishmak. Chavi, you got that? So according to Reb Meir, so the sheep get pregnant in Adr, and then they give birth in Elul, and then um, Rosh Hashanah is, no, they give birth in Av, and then the Rosh Hashanah is the next month in Elul, the first of Elul, according to Reb Meir, Reb Lozor, Reb Shimon, Omer, whereas Reb Lozor and Reb Shimon expound the verse in the following way, When are the sheep pregnant? Bizman at the time that they, that the wheat and the grain is singing. When do the stalks say, when do they sing? That they sing in Nisan. So Reb Sherman and Reb Lazar say that the uh, sheep get pregnant actually in Nisan. They're pregnant for five months and they give birth in Elul. And then their Rosh Hashanah from Maishu Behema is in Tishrei. So, Misabos Benison, they get pregnant in Nisan, Viodos Be'elul. They give birth five months later in Elul, Rosh Hashanah Shiloh in Tishrei. And then their Rosh Hashanah from Maishu Behema is the following month in, on the first of Tishrei. Now, according to Reb Meir, so what was Reb Meir's learning? Reb Meir's thing was, um, the um, sheep get pregnant at the time that the uh, valleys are filled with grain. What about the fact that the pasuk also points out that the uh, stalks are going to be singing? 
So what does he do with that? Ahu be'afelta davion benison. So Rabbi says, oh, that? That's talking about the sheep that get pregnant late. They get pregnant at the time of when the uh, stalks are singing, and that is in Nisan. So, according to Reb Meir, the sheep get pregnant at the time that the valleys are filled with grain, which is in Udr, and the ones that get pregnant a little bit later um, get pregnant when the stalks are singing, and that is in um, Nisan. And according to Reb and Reb Shimon, what do they do with the fact that the Pasuk also points out that the valleys are filled with grain, which is other? So, according to them, they say that those are the ones that get pregnant early. So, generally, they would argue that the sheep get pregnant in Nisan, at the time that the stalks are singing. But the sheep that get pregnant early get pregnant in other at the time that the valleys are filled with grain. The Gemara says, now, if we take a look at the expoundations, expoundings of Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon on the other, Reb Meir seems to make a whole lot more sense. Because after, after all, Reb Meir is expounding the verse in the order that it is written. That the sheep get pregnant at the time that the valleys are filled with grain in other the economy and there are also those continues the pasuk Yisrael Af Yashiru that get pregnant a little bit later in Nisan but according to Belaz and Reb Shimon the pasuk needs to be altered a shtickle what it should say is love shukar matzon that the sheep get pregnant bismanchi Yisrael Af Yashiru at the time that the stalks are singing in Nisan. The economy bar, and there are also those that get pregnant earlier when the valleys are filled with grain in other. So the Gemara points out that according to Belaz and Reb Shimon, for them to make sense, you would really have to have to you know switch around the verse a shtickle. You'd have to move the last part about singing before the part about the the valley being filled with grain. So El Amarava, rather Rava says, forget it. Look, everyone agrees that the sheep are primarily getting um, pregnant in the order in which the Pasuk is written, which is at the time that the valleys are filled with grain in other. Rather, the machlokas between Reb Meir uh, on the one hand and Reb Lezer and Reb Shimon on the other is regarding the following Pasuk. So remember, according to everybody, the fact of the matter is that the sheep are getting primarily pregnant in other. And the machlokas between Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lezer and Reb Shimon on the other hand about if Maishu Behema, the Rosh Hashanah, is on the first of Elul or the first of Tishrei is regarding the following pasuk, Aser te Aser, that you shall surely take Ma'aser, it's, it's two, right, Aser and te Aser, it basically says that uh, word of Aser twice. Bishnei Maisu Sakhosu Medaber, the Pazik is talking about two types of Maiser, Echad Maiser Behemov, Echad Maiser Dogin. One is talking about, um, the Maiser of animals, and the other is talking about the Maiser of your grain. Remeir Savar. So Remeir holds that Makish Maiser Behemov, the Maiser Dogin. So we're comparing the, uh, Maaser of, um, animals to the Maaser of grain. Mamaaser Dogon Samach Lugamu Yisuro. Just like Maiser Dogon. That, um, you know, it's out in the fields drying out 
all summer. And then when it's ready to go, you then separate um, Meiser, right? So once it's ready to go, you then separate Meiser. So just like by Meiser Dogon, right when it's finished, at the end of the summer, that is when you separate Meiser. So Mary says the same thing applies to Meiser Behemo, that right after it's born, right, right after the pregnancy is over and the animal is born, is the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behemo. You separate Meiser. So if we're saying that everyone agrees that the sheep become pregnant in other and they give birth five months later in of, so then what's the earliest opportunity that we have to, for a Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behemo? The beginning of Elo. That is why Reb Meir says that Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behemo is the beginning of Elo. Reb Lozer, Reb Shimon Savre, whereas Reb Lozer and Reb Shimon say that the comparison is, is, is different, which is Makish Meiser Behemo, the Meiser Dogon, that they also compare the Meiser of, of animals to the Meiser of grain, but they say, Ma Meiser Dogon, Rosh Hashanah Shalotishre, Af Meiser Behemo, Rosh Hashanah Shalotishre, just like by Meiser of uh, grain, Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei, so also um, Rosh Hashanah for Meister Behema is also Tishrei. They have the same Rosh Hashanah. Cool. So that is uh, how to explain um, the Machlokas, the, the source for the Machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Elazar slash Reb Shimon. Be'echad b'Tishrei Rosh Hashanah l'shanim. The Mishnah had said that on the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for the years. The Mayochsa. What's the significance of Rosh Hashanah for years? Rav Amr Papa the Stars. So Papa says, well, for uh, documents. As we learned on the first daf of Mesechta Rosh Hashanah, the Tanan is we learned in the Mishnah, Shtarichov, Hamukdomen Psulin, Vamukharin Kshayim. I'm not going to go into again what Shtarichov, Mukdomen, and Mukharin are because that was like a whole thing. But basically the point is that uh, when there's a date on a document, we have to know when that date is. So therefore, we're saying that um, we that right that the first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for years. I.e., if you have a document that says on year X of the reign of a certain king, so the beginning of that year is going to be from Tishrei. But one second, how could it be that we're saying? That the first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for years in terms of documents that when there's a year relative to the reign of a king on a document, it's from Tishrei. But we had said at the beginning of the Mishnah, that on the first of Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for kings. And we said, what does that mean that it's Rosh Hashanah for kings? That is for documents. So I don't understand. The first thing the Mishnah says is that uh, uh, the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings, and we said that that is for the years of the reign in the document, and now we're saying the same thing for Tishrei? Friends, you understand why that's a problem, right? Which one is it? Is it Nisan or is it Tishrei? Lo kan kan The Gemara answers, well, it depends. Um, for Jewish kings, it's from the first of Nisan. For um Gentile kings, their reign is uh, counted from the first of Tishrei. Where am I? But one second. Rav Chizda had informed us that when we say that the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings, for documents, 
That's only for Jewish kings. Rav Chizda pointed out that for Gentile kings, um, their Rosh Hashanah is from Tishrei. So Rav Chizda must need to know Is Rav Chizda just coming to teach us something that we already are taught in our Mishnah? If Rav Papa is correct, that um, our Mishnah is teaching us that on the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings, for Jewish kings, and on the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Gentile kings, then I don't need Rav Chizda to teach me that. Our Mishnah teaches us that. Is Rav Chizda just teaching us that which we already know from our Mishnah? I mean, obviously not. He doesn't need to teach us that if we already know it in our Mishnah. So, lo, that's not what Rav Chizda is coming to do. Rav Chizda is coming to teach us Psukim. If we take a look at the Afkim Aleph, immediately after Rav Chizda points out that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for Jewish kings and Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Gentile kings, he then brings a Pasuk to prove that. And the Chiddush of Chizda is not the uh, Jewish-Gentile distinction. The Chiddush of Chizda is the Psukim that he brings into the, into the, into the four, into the mix. Okay. Vibai Seymour, if you want, I will say, Ravchizda Kribzeira Masnila. Or maybe Ravchizda does not agree with Rav Papa. According to Rav Papa, Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah Limlachim for Jewish kings. And, um, the Mishnah is saying that Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for the Gentile kings. And, yeah, it's true. If Rav Chizda's understanding of the Mishnah is, if Rav Papa's understanding of the Mishnah is correct, that the Mishnah is teaching us the distinction between Jewish and Gentile kings, then yes, we don't need Rav Chizda. But Rav Chizda does not agree with Rav Papa. He says that Rosh Hashanah L'Shanim, that we're learning over here is Tishrei, is not talking about Gentile kings, it's talking about something else entirely. The Reb Omar, that says Reb the Tkufa, that what the Mishnah is teaching is that um, the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years, i.e. that the world was created in Tishrei, and therefore the years of the world are counted from Tishrei. Rabbi Eliezer, the Amr B'Tishrei Neva Olam. And it's Rabbi Eliezer's opinion that we're going to learn about in Daf Yudam that the world was created in Tishrei. And that is what the Mishnah is teaching. That Rav Chizda holds, like Rav Zerah, who says that, um, that what the Mishnah is saying is that Rosh Hashanah, that on the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years, i.e., that the world was created on the first of Tishrei. How do we know that Gentile kings we count from the first of Tishrei? We count their reign from the first of Tishrei? Well, that we need Rav Chizda to teach us because our Mishnah doesn't teach us that according to Rav Zera. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok Omar says, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, what, what it means in our Mishnah that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years, it means Ladin, for judgment, that we know Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin, is on the first of Tishrei. So that's what it means, that the first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for years, that at the beginning of the year is when judgment happens. The Chsev, as the Pazuk says, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year, that from the beginning of the, of the year we are judged, what will be at the end of the year, how do we know that this is a reference to Tishrei? Tichsev, as the Pasuk says, that um, blow on the month a ram's horn when the moon is uh, covered. That's when our festival will be. How do you like that definition, explanation of the Pasuk? What is the festival where the moon is covered, right? Generally, of course, our festivals are in the middle of the month, right? Uh, 
Pesach, Sukkis, even Shavuos, right? Not, none of these are, are at the beginning of the month. Rosh Hashanah is at the beginning of the month. What does it say in that same Pasuk? That it is a um, statute to Israel, a judgment for the God of Jacob. So we see that the judgment of the year happens on um, the first of uh, Tishrei. Very, very beautiful stuff. Okay, so we have three different opinions for what it can mean that um, the Rosh Hashanah for Shanim is at the beginning of Tishrei. That is the statute of Israel, judgment for the God of Jacob. It teaches that the um, court, that the heavenly court only goes to judge only if the um, Yidin on, the, on earth was a Mekadesh the Chodesh, right? That they said, okay, Rosh Hashanah is going to be on this day. The first of uh, Tishrei is going to be on such and such a day. Only at that point, only once the Yidin here on earth have established when uh, Rosh Chodesh uh, Tishrei is going to be, only at that point do, does the Abishter um, uh, go and sit in his court to adjudicate? Adjudicate? Does adjudicate make sense over there? But uh, the whole judging thing. Tanya Idach, we talk about in another verse, that it is a statute for Israel. All I know is that the Yidin get judged. How do I know that the entire uh, world, that all the nations of the world get judged? That it is also a judgment for the God of Jacob. I guess the God of like, I guess the whole world, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Then what does it mean that it's a statute for Israel? If everyone's getting judged, then what is, what's special about Israel? That it teaches, well, the Yidin get judged first. That when you have a um, king and a congregation that need that that they all everyone needs to be judged, the king gets judged first. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, Mishpat Avdo Umishpat Amo. That Shlomo Melech first says the um, judgment of his uh, servant. Are you referring to himself, the king, and only afterwards the um, judgment of his uh, nation. So we see that the judgment of the king comes before the judgment of the nation, and the uh, point being over here that the mishpat of the yidden comes before the mishpat of the umas olam. My taima, how come um, How come the king is judged before the rest of the nation? One is it wouldn't be respectful for the king to be waiting outside while the nation is being uh, judged. or if you want, I will say that well. Once the Abishter judges the nation, he might be pretty perturbed, as somebody used that word recently, not in Babylon Talmud, in a different context, um, but they nonetheless use that word. So possibly the Abishter, after judging a whole bunch of Nudniks, so he might be perturbed, and it wouldn't be nice for the king to have to enter into judgment once the Abishter is perturbed. So therefore, he gets judged first before the Abishter is perturbed, and then uh, the Yidden, the rest of the Nudniks get judged. Well, not everyone's Nudniks, just some select people. Uh, what do you want me to tell you? Uh, let's go weiter. Alright, uh, where are we? Vilishmitin, Givaldic. That uh, the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah, friends. Here in Eretz Yisrael, it's Shemitah. And um, 
Shemitah began on Rosh, uh, Rosh Hashanah. When, uh, after Rosh Hashanah, the Shemitah year began. So, Minolim, how do we know that Shemitah begins from the first of Tishrei? The Chsiv, as the Pasuk says, that in the seventh year, in the Shana, in the seventh Shana, in the seventh year, Shabbos Shabboson Yehel Aretz will be Shemitah. We go Mishana Shana Mi Tishrei, and we learn Exer Shava of Shana Shana from Tishrei. It says Shana both by Shemitah as well as by Tishrei. The Chesiv is the pasuk says Mereshis Ashana, right? That um, the Eibush is always looking at Eretz Yisrael Mereshis Ashana from the beginning of the year of the Shana, which we said is a reference to Tishrei. Vligmor Shana Shana Mi Nisan, but for the Gemara, why not learn out Exer Shava of Shana Shana by Shemitah and by Nisan? The Pasuk says, that Nisan is the first of the months of the year. So maybe Shemitah begins in Nisan. To which the Gemara answers, well, we learn out um, Shemitah, which just says, Vashana um, Hashviyas. It says Shana, it doesn't say Chodshe Shana. Um, it just says Shana. So we're going to learn out plain old Shana from also Meresh's Shana, Varachu Shana, which is also plain old Shana. The ain donin shana sheeni machodashim shana sheeshi machodashim, and we do not learn out um, a plain old shana, which is uvashana ashvius. We do not learn out from Nisan where it says rishonu lachem lechodshei ashana to the months of the year. So because Nisan says the months of the year, whereas by Shemitah it only says year, it doesn't say anything about the months. So we'd rather learn out from Tishrei where it also just says year, it doesn't say anything about months. So therefore, um, therefore. Um, therefore what? Who could tell me? Therefore, Shemitah kicks in at the beginning of Tishrei. Uli Yovlis, and the Mishnah had continued and said that also Yovel begins from the beginning of Tishrei. Um, of course, Yovel is the 50th year, and that in the 50th year, um, is the Jubilee year. As, uh, Jewish slaves go back home, uh, lands that were purchased go back to their revert to their owners. It's also like another Shemitah year. We don't work the work the land. All those kind of fun things. So we're saying that um, the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah when it comes to Yovel. That at the beginning of Tishrei, Yovel begins. To which the Gemara immediately asks, "What do you mean that Yovel is from the beginning of Tishrei? Yovel only starts on, on Yom Kippur." As the Pasuk says, If you look at the Pasuk in the context of Yovel, friends, what does it say? It says, You will blow the shofar on the seventh month in Tishrei, in the tenth of the month, you're going to blow the shofar. And only at that point do all the servants go, go home and, and all that kind of stuff. So, what does it mean that we're saying that Yovel begins from the beginning of Tishrei, Yovel only kicks in on Yom Kippur. Harmony Rabbi Shmuel ben Oshab Yochan ben Broki. To which the Gemara says, Aha, good question. Our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yochan ben Oshab Yochan ben Broka, Rabbi Shmuel ben Broka, who holds that um, Yovel does begin at the beginning of Tishrei. The Tanya is we learn in the Barsi Bikidashim Eish Nasa Chamishim Shono that you will make holy the fiftieth year. Matam lo, how come it has to dafka say that it is the fiftieth year? We already know, Kilo, if it's if it's a seven-year cycle for Shemitahs, and after at the end of the se- seven of these cycles is Yovel. So I know it's the fiftieth year. What what are we learning over here from you're gonna make holy the fiftieth year? Matam lo, Well, because it says 
that on Yom Kippur you're going to blow shofar. Is it possible that Yovel only kicks in from Yom Kippur? That you're going to make holy the 50th year that, um, that Yom Kippur is already holy, is already imbued with Yovel status from the beginning of the 50th year, from the beginning of Tishrei of the 50th year. And from here says, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yochanan, that from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur, that when Yovel begins at the beginning of Tishrei, until the shofar is blown on Yom Kippur, so for those first 10 days, so while Yovel has already commenced, the... Um, Slaves would not yet go home, but but they also would no longer be, um, you know, enslaved. They wouldn't be servants anymore. So, right, because the pasuk does say, right, we can't get around the fact that the pasuk says that on Yom Kippur they will blow shofar, and, and the pasuk then says, and that all the slaves go home, and that's only after the shofar is blown. So. That from the beginning of Tishrei, when Yovel begins, slaves would not yet go home because that's only after the shofar is blown on Yom Kippur, but they're no longer slaves. They might not be able to go home, but they're no longer slaves. But during this time, from the beginning of Tishrei of Yovel, they're eating, they're drinking, they're happy. If they want, they can put a crown on their head to symbolize that they're free now. And then once Yom Kippur comes, Tiku Bezdin Bishofar, Taku Bezdin Bishofar, Bezdin then blow, blew the shofar on Yom Kippur. And at that point, Niftu Avadim Levatein, the servants went home, Visados Chosros Levaileen, and the fields go back to their owners. So, so we see that according to Abishma, Benosh, Abiochnam, and Broka, Yovel already kicks in from the beginning of Tishrei. There are some things that don't happen until after Yom Kippur, until the shofar is born in Yom Kippur, but Yovel already begins from Tishrei. And therefore, our Mishnah that says that um, Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is according to Abishmah, Benosh, Abiochnam, and Broka, who says that Yovel already kicks in from the beginning of um, Tishrei. Um, where am I? Find Rabbanon, Shonim, Atamakadish, Vatamakadish Chodoshim, and the rabbis who say that Yovel only kicks in on Yom Kippur when you blow the shofar. So, what do they do with this pasuk of Bikidashim Ace, Shnaz, Achamishim Shono? Because Rabbi Yochum and Broka learned out from there that Yovel starts from the beginning of the year. What are the rabbis who don't agree with that learn out from? So they learn out um, that you are Mekadesh years. That you say Mekudesh Hashana when it comes to years. You don't do that by months. So we're going to learn a little bit later that the way it would work with the Kiddush HaChodesh, people would see the new moon, they would go to Bezdin, they would describe the moon, and if, if their testimony was accepted, Bezdin would say Mekudesh Mekudesh. That, okay, you know, it, it is, it is, uh, you know, the month has been Mikudash. It's, I guess, I don't know, it's starting now, whatever it is. It's a new month. So, so, according to the Chachamim over here, they would say that you don't do that by months. Only when it comes to Yovel, and it says, um, only Yovel are we Mikudash, that the year is, is holy. 
but um, we don't do that by the months. That's what they learn out from Mikdash Mishnasa Hamishim Shana. Okay, fine. But Bishma Ben Oshav learns that Yovel begins from the beginning of Tishrei, and that would be like our Mishnah friends. We'll stop here because um, this already moves on into a, a new sugya, which we will get to tomorrow. So we're going to stop here, friends. And that was Avches of Masechta Rosh Hashanah. So the 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 daf began with analyzing the opinions of Reb Meir on the one end and Reb Lozer and Reb Shimon on the other about. Um, Meister Behema being from the first of Elul or the first of Tishrei, we gave uh, two approaches to understand the Machlokas. One is that it's based on a pasuk in uh, Tehillim about love shukar matzon, about when the the um, uh, um, uh, sheep get pregnant. But we ended up not being able to use that because it, it didn't work out so good according to the opinion of Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shurman. It was hard. It was hard to explain how they fit into that pasuk. So rather, Rava said that actually the machlokas here is that look, everyone says that the um, sheep get pregnant in other and that they give birth in of. The question is, the pasuk says aser to aser that talks about two meisers, meiser behema and meiser dagon, and how exactly does that comparison between meiser behema and meiser dagon work? Rav Meir says that it works in the following way: that just like grain, you'd separate the meiser immediately uh, after it's done processing. So here also, by the animals, you separate meiser immediately after they're born. So if they're born in elul, so then meiser behema. It, um, if they're born in Av, so then the Rosh Hashanah for Meisr Behema is immediately in the next month in El. Whereas the rabbis say, no, the comparison, no, whereas Reb Shimon and Reb Lazar say that the comparison is is the following, which is, well, just like Meisr Dagon is, the Rosh Hashanah is the first of Tishrei, so same thing for Meisr Behema, the Rosh Hashanah is the first of Tishrei. We then moved on to Rosh Hashanah for years, and we gave three opinions for what it could mean that the, uh, that the Rosh Hashanah for years is um, on the first of Tishrei. So the first opinion was that of Rabbi Papa, which is that, well, it means for Gentile kings, we count the beginning of the, right, the, the each year of their reign from the first of Tishrei. So when we said at the beginning of the Mishnah that uh, the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah Lemlochim, that's for Jewish kings. And then when the Mishnah says that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years, that's referring to Gentile kings. Um, according to Reb Zera, what it means that, Rosh, that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years, it means that the world was created in Tishrei, like Rabbi Eliezer, that we're going to see that Machlokas uh, on Daf Yudom And then we saw the opinion of Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak, who says that um, uh, um, the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years, i.e. that is when um, judgment for, for the world happens at the beginning of Tishrei, which I guess is essentially our Rosh Hashanah, right? When we refer to Rosh Hashanah, it's the beginning of Tishrei, and that's sort of Yom Adin. We then moved on to Shemitah to prove how we know that Shemitah, the Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah is the beginning of Tishrei. And also for Yovel, we said that Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is also the beginning of Tishrei. We said that that's specifically the opinion of Rabbi Shmab and Rabbi Yochan Membroka, whereas the rabbis would actually argue and say that um, Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is the tent of Tishrei on Yom Kippur when they would blow the shofar. Um, all right, friends. That was Daf Ches of Mesech Rosh Hashanah. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace out.